At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good morning, folks, and welcome in. It is Live Bet Sunday, presented by DraftKings. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. Pamela Maldonado is here as well. Moments away from kick... Oh, no, we're not moments <laughs> away from kickoff. Uh, an unfortunate set of circumstances, of course. Uh, we will not get kickoff of Bills and Steelers this morning. That has been delayed. Uh, we will have a 1.30 p.m. Pacific time game, of course. Packers and Cowboys will get to that throughout the course of the next two hours. And um, dare I say, because the football game has been moved back, uh, a little bit of time to get uh, from me to get up on top of the uh, the pulpit, if you will, and preach about a pretty solid NBA card today. So we got a lot going on in the world of sports, but it is, of course, Super Wild Card Weekend. And I think for really for a real quick moment, as um, we did see yesterday, two of the AFC teams move on. Let's recap what we watched yesterday, Pam. And I wanted to start, of course, with Browns and Texans. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on either because, frankly, the two games weren't really incredible. Uh, first half of Texans-Browns was solid, but then that thing fell apart here yesterday. 45-14, to 14, the final score. Houston uh, is a two-and-a-half-point underdog, ends up winning outright. Game goes over the total nearly. The Texans taking care of it by themselves. And I don't know really what your takeaway was because I think for me – there was two takeaways here. Um, nailed it. No. But I, I do think that <laughs> I will say this. The thing that I kept bringing up yesterday and the one kind of real strong hook that I kept grabbing onto was the market just didn't adjust for the return of Will Anderson and CJ Stroud, specifically Stroud. We know how it is. And I do think it's a good lesson for anybody, Pam, that, you know, line comparison, as I call it, it is a solid tool when in when in that they played the first time. It was a three-point spread. The market did not adjust this time around despite a massive change with C.J. Stroud being a quarterback. And I think it's a lesson for a lot of betters of line comparison and, and shopping and doing that and seeing what happened in the previous matchup, especially if it's pretty recent, does benefit you as a better at the very least. It gives you a, at least a starting point with a handicap. 
and that line uh the line movement that's not something that i necessarily look to automatically but because you said it that was something that was like okay that makes a lot of sense so that gave me pause for wanting to back the browns my mistake that i made yesterday was i repeatedly was talking about the browns defense does not translate at home compared to the road it's funny i thought about that (laughs) as i was watching that and obviously it was a point that you had brought up a ton and like i'm I'm a colts fan i watched them get in that wild shootout and i was like yeah you know pam brought this up a ton of times and here they are again on the road just like (laughs) jeremiah awusakoromoa would make like a couple of good plays and then you'd look up and it was like oh hey it's it's like 28 to 14 and then of course uh, joe flacco was a contributing factor to this going to on the over the browns are now finishing the season finished the season nine and oh to the over on road games like that is if you had just bet that blindly every every time you would have made money and i wish i had done that yesterday especially when i was hammering it i did it when we were talking to the browns um beat writer i did it when we were talking about the the actual analysis of it Mm -hmm. and it was a non-factor for me when it came to betting so that was a mistake that i made and i think sometimes because we have so many options we just simply just forget to keep it simple stupid yeah right as we (laughs) talked about yesterday so look and and the other thing that i thought i took away was was just that as we talked about with flacco right the the way that the browns if you've been paying attention it was a high variance type of offense it was the term that i kept using throughout the entire week leading up to this game and there's going to be there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys when you play a high variance style of offense and for this one we saw the valley which is you're going to be hyper aggressive but you're going to put the ball in danger and sometimes the variance burns out on you and yesterday was just the low side of that variance i mean the turnovers turned into points going the other way multiple times right two touchdown or two pick sixes like that that's that's a nightmare for you if you're the cleveland browns and it was just essentially the downside of negative variance or to use a basketball analogy i kept using right you had a cold shooting night and that cold shooting night led to a very lopsided loss but the thing that I did gather from the Texans is, yeah, CJ Stroud, he's been here. He's comfortable. He didn't, not that he had to do much yesterday because Flacco contributed to two pick sixes. <laughs> so that was out of the gate. Really hurt them in the third quarter. Yep. But at least that connection that he has with Nico Collins, that is a legitimate connection and that is a legitimate threat. So maybe if you're not a believer in the Texans in the next round, player props, <laughs> that's going to be something that I would want to be looking at instead. Yep. So if if uh, if we get in the AFC, uh, if they hold serve in the AFC, if you you will uh, Kansas City will hit the road to take on Buffalo Houston will hit the road to take on Baltimore again that's if they hold serve in the Buffalo Pittsburgh game which we will not see until tomorrow so being or seeing as the uh, Buffalo Bills are 10 point favorites Pam we don't have anything yet but initial thoughts on what the most probabilistic divisional round matchups are which is Baltimore versus Houston and Kansas City on the road against Buffalo which one do you gravitate more towards what are your initial thoughts on potentially seeing those two matchups in the AFC Oh, the outright winner of those. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I'm just saying like your initial thoughts on what those would look like, right? Baltimore taking on Houston. uh, My initial thoughts would be if we get that matchup, I think that this is one we talked a little bit about it yesterday, right? Houston's in a, I thought in a good spot here against Cleveland, but the magic was probably short lived. And especially if you have to go on the road against Baltimore, uh, we'll see what the weather's like, but assuming it's going to be somewhat cold, right? Winter conditions out there in Baltimore against such a well-schemed defense that, is going to be comfortable in their home field. I think the magic runs out here for Houston. And I think that this is one where you go on the road and kind of get snuffed out. And if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, it's going to be pretty interesting because Kansas City yesterday, we can tie it into yesterday, defensively at the very least looks very comfortable in that very cold weather against Miami. Yesterday's game, yeah, Casey's defense, every bit of elite, as I was mentioning, which is why I loved the under yesterday. What we could see in the future, I agree that maybe CJ Stroud and company don't do as well. Um, 
their timing could be coming to an end. But this is a very good defense. <laughs> it is a very good defense. I would be considering probably the under in this matchup. I'm trying to cash tickets here. And instead of picking a side, I'm not going to choose, predict what that spread would be. But I think an under could be a way to go for that matchup. Yeah, this is, Buffalo, that's interesting as well. Yeah, this game right here is one of those where I was right and wrong at the same time. And I was kind of frustrated with it because I, I was right in saying like, all right, the cold is not going to be as impactful. Like you're still going to get offense. And the Chiefs did that for me, right? You're talking about four. 409 total yards for the Chiefs in that game, five and a half yards per play, uh, 25 total first down, six of 15 on third down. Like it was a decent offensive day for Kansas City. The problem was, is that my approach was game over as opposed to maybe a team total over for Kansas City, which should have been the way. I mean, here's the thing, Pam. I don't know if you're watching like how you were watching that yesterday. This should have been uglier. Like they had multiple red zone possessions that ended because of penalties, negative plays, whatever it was. They had to settle for field goals. The the Chiefs should have dropped well over 30 points on this Dolphins team had they taken advantage of the opportunities given to them in the red zone. We'll see if that comes up in the next round, whoever they face. Dolphins are actually lucky. They only lost 26 to 7 in this game. I thought it was ugly. But that's also part of the handicap of why I liked the under because that has been the MO of the Chiefs all season long, struggling with that offense. Make it down into the red zone and they're not converting. We saw it again in multiple games. And for example, the one that pops in my head was they were like 0 for 5 against the Broncos inside the red zone. That has been a problem all season long, and which is why the second half under was something that you want to continue to pound. Like it was 21 and the line opened 21, got bet up to 21 and a half. Excuse me. Hammer that. Now the Chiefs are 16 and 1 to the end of the season. That defense elite. The offense cannot perform, cannot close out drives. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to be interested to see what, when they face next week. And obviously, either way, you're going outdoors, right, to uh, somewhat inclement conditions. I wish. Well, yeah, either way. Yeah, because even if Pittsburgh wins, whatever, it's it's always going to be an outdoor environment. But I thought Kansas City performed pretty well yesterday. Right. Again, when you have 400 total yards, you, you that's a good day, right? right? When you have 400 yards, especially in inclement conditions like that. So we'll see if maybe they're starting to turn things around a little bit. So with that, we have two games today. Packers, Cowboys, Rams and Lions coming up in 30 minutes. By the way, Matt Perino is going to be with us. Bill's reporter we will get the insights on Buffalo and their matchup tomorrow, what it's looking like. Uh, if the snow shovelers made it out there, <laughs> uh, right? Because they were calling for snow shovelers. And then, of course, they had to move the game back. But we'll start with just an odds update and where we stand right now for these games. And we'll go with uh, Green Bay, Dallas, seven across the board. There's a couple of seven and a half starting to pop up. So that's going to be something to monitor. Uh, the total is up to 51. Uh, that's not surprising, right, Pam? We saw this 49 and a half up to 51. The Packers seem to be a sexy side. I think the Packers um, covering in a matchup like this. Actually, I think either way, it kind of correlates to an over here between these two. Right. Because even if the pa- the Cowboys win, as we talked about yesterday, and cover, you could see like a 42-24, right? right? Like type of cover and win for the Green Bay Packers, excuse me, for the Dallas Cowboys and for the Packers. If they're going to cover, I don't think they're stopping the Dallas offense. So as it stands right now, seven with a total of 51. I'll focus on the side first. Your thoughts on the side seven catching it or laying it. Where are you going to go? Uh, I would lean towards the Packers. This is going to be my least confident on our rankings, hmm. um, but I have to stick with them because we always talk about coaching in college football all the time, right? That was one of our handicaps. I am considering that Mike McCarthy, as good of a coach as he has been with Dallas ever since he took over as play caller, three consecutive 12 win seasons. That's great. Playoffs in each of those years. Awesome. But there is also strong evidence to show that McCarthy, if you put him, he's going to have an opportunity to have mismanagement when it comes to time. I don't trust him in a two minute drill. I don't trust him in the final minutes of the game. Backdoor cover for Packers is live. And I actually really do like Jordan Love. The offensive offensive weapons that he has around him. There's multiple players that he can target. The offensive line is solid. And I just don't trust Mike McCarthy when it matters most. Yeah, I I think that's fair in terms of the um, 
in terms of the criticism for Mike McCarthy uh, as a, a coach that does not add wins at the margins. So in lay, like if you're looking at Dallas, you're hoping that it does not come to winning, adding wins at the margins, right? That the gap is going to be big enough that a decision to win the game, whatever it is, is not going to come down to that for Dallas. And they've just been a lot better at home, as we have seen statistically throughout this entire year and how well they have performed. I'm with you. Like this is of all the wild card games. This is one of the ones that I didn't feel the strongest about. It's oddly enough, one of the ones I'm more excited to watch because it does right. look like it could be a very fun and good game. And yeah. Jordan Love's growth, I think, is legitimately real. When you see statistically week after week after week, he continues to get better. We mentioned this yesterday, but refresh for anybody who's just joining us. Since week 12, Jordan Love is the highest graded passer by PFF standards in the National Football League. 16 touchdowns, one pick. It's been incredible. So I think the turnaround is legitimate for Green Bay. And the underrated aspect, to your point about uh, McCarthy, um, I don't think I don't think LaFleur gets enough credit as a head coach in right. Green Bay. Like, I think he's a very smart coach. I think he has done well scheming this offense. We saw it in his time getting uh, Aaron Rodgers, consecutive MVPs, uh, Pat, uh, Pam. And when you look at what he's been able to do with Jordan Love and the growth that he has had, a lot of that has to do with LaFleur. And there's a and it's a, like a really solid play calling as well. I was mentioning how Jordan Love is doing well. He gets a lot of credit, but there's nine separate receivers that have had the leading in receiving yards this season. They just have so many options. And that's what I love about this offense. We know about the Dallas Cowboys. Who does Dak Prescott like to go to? C.D. Lam- Lamb. Who does uh, Jordan Love like to go to? multiple wide receivers, including their running backs. There's just so much more options for him. All right. When we come back, we'll have more on Rams and Lions as that total continues to climb. We'll also talk about our confidence picks for Wild Card Weekend as we have a tie at the top of the board between two people out of three. We'll discuss that more when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSAN daily newsletter. Today's newsletter. 
Really great story in there and uh, comments about Johnny Avello's thoughts on what this wildcard weekend is going to look like from a behind-the-counter perspective. And, of course, links to all of our stories up on the website at vcin.com. And if you're not a part of it, well, guess what? It's free. Bill writes it every single morning in your inbox at 7 a.m. Eastern time. vcin.com slash newsletter. That is vsin.com slash newsletter. Absolutely free. Check it out today. All right. We continue to roll through our thoughts of the rest of wildcard weekend. We did have our confidence selections yesterday. A quick recap for those who are out there. We had Texans, of course, uh, Texans, uh, Browns, Dolphins and Chiefs selections for us here. Texans plus two was the result. You and Caesar, Pam, both on Cleveland. But that was only a two point play for you, a five point play for Caesar. That was my largest play of the day, a plus eight. Under 44 was the result for Chiefs and Dolphins. Uh, you both were on the over there. I was on the under. Seven points added for you, loss of three for me, and an addition of six for Caesar. So, so far through just two games, positive across the board. You and I tied at five over as uh, Caesar trails, but one over. So, a positive start there. We have four games, of course, that we have to select this time around for our confidence plays. So, we can get into those. We talked a little bit about Green Bay and Dallas. So, Pam, I'll give you the floor as to what you're going to do and your confidence rating for Green Bay and Dallas and why. I'm back in Detroit. It's a little bit lower on my confidence skill just because I have a high belief that Jared Goff in his home stadium is kind of a big deal. It is a factor. Also, what I love is that this is Detroit's run defense is second best in the league. The reason why the Rams have had a lot of success a lot of success is because they've been utilizing their run game with Kyron Williams. I don't think he's going to have as much success going against this defense. Stafford, as good as he has been, he really does need more balance in that offense in order to have a good game. So I'm going to put my confidence in Jared Goff and company to get the job done. I love the under on 37. This is probably, I think this is my highest conviction for that I've made so far with 10, with the 10 rating. Um, We'll see if it even gets played, but weather aside, I really love for Pittsburgh. The reason why the Steelers are in the playoffs in the first place is because of that run game. They have heavily utilized and upped the usage with um, their running backs right now. Najee Harris, he is, I have him on a player prop that I want to go ahead and target today. They're going to stick to that. Buffalo's defense, it has been what's gotten them to this point. The lackluster offense from Josh Allen and company, but it has been the Bills defense that has stepped up. They're top five in touchdowns allowed. So even if the Steelers do end up finding a way to get downfield with that run game, I expect Bills to at least force some field goals instead of allowing touchdowns. And then the under in Eagles and Bucks. I'm surprised I'd actually put that as, as an eight confidence rating, but I'll go ahead and stick with it. I'm going to stick with the under because You're surprised by your own choice, <laughs> I'm surprised by my own choice. I do like the under, but giving it an eight, I was like, OK, maybe look question that a little bit. Um, but the Eagles and the Bucks, both of these quarterbacks right now potentially injured. We don't know what health they have, at least what we've seen from the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts. He has had multiple injuries here in the second half, and it has shown in the production last week. They couldn't even make it down the 50 against in week 18. He has that um, finger problem now Mm -hmm. in middle finger in his passing hand. But even then, even if he is in full health, it's just not an offense that I trust right now. He's had more interceptions. It's just not an offense that has fluidity right now. And the Bucs with Baker Mayfield, he's also questionable at the moment. I don't know how productive he's going to be, but even still, they have used that rushing offense a little bit more as well. I just don't see points being scored from either. So, all right. So to recap, Green Bay plus seven, only one point on Green Bay. If it was seven and a half, I would probably rate it a little higher, but giving me a seven, uh, less inclined. Cause I, I think there's two scenarios that we could see with this. You said 
Packers could still have a good game and it'd be like 42 20 mm. or they can have a good game and maybe went out right. I don't know. <laughs> this sure. is the least one that I have of like, there's just multiple outcomes and all of them make sense. All right. So to recap green Bay plus seven for Pam, just a point there, Detroit minus three, six points there under 37 between Pittsburgh and Buffalo, 10 points on that one. And then under 43, eight points again, confidence ratings. We can't use the same number twice. Uh, we're going to do this throughout the entire postseason. So some small strategy involved uh, dinner at Barry's at stake, especially considering that Caesar's in last place. So he will be on the hook to buy us uh, dinner at Barry's later uh, when he loses this contest. Speaking of Caesar, since he doesn't have a voice, I will speak for him. Green Bay plus seven, uh, seven points on that over 51 and a half. He's got three points there in Los Angeles and Detroit, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Uh, we're going head to head. I'll get my results or thoughts on that uh, momentarily, but he's got eight points on Buffalo minus 10 and then Philly minus three, a one point play identical to what I have here. Um, we talked a little bit about this already. Dallas minus seven, a two point play for me, not the most confident, but I do think Dallas would be the side if forced to select, which is we are here. And I wanted to focus really quickly on this one. Rams and Lions under 51 and a half as it stands right now. I think I saw a couple and want to double check to see if I'm right here. I think we got a couple of 52 and a half turning into 50. Let's 53. see three, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a couple of 53s and including a 53 and a half. And now this is so this is why, Pam, I actually personally have not bet this yet because I'm just waiting. I think the market's going to continue to push this thing up. Uh, we got a few hours until game time. So that's what I'm going to be. But I'm going to bet this thing under for uh, contest purposes. We only have 51 and a half. But I thought 51 and a half was a playable number. Yeah. So we'll sit there and we'll just wait to see how high you can get and then bet this thing under. But you hit on a lot of the key points. For Detroit, this is a defense that has graded very well against the run. Top seven, top 10 in multiple different metrics against it. Adjusted line yards allowed. They are top six. And the Rams, of course, do like to run the ball. It's one of the big things that they do. Kyron Williams has been very good. Uh, but one of the, I think... I guess underrated aspects of this Rams offense is that they, a lot of it is predicated on their run game and extends out from there. Not that Matthew Stafford can't win a one dimensional type of contest, but when you become one dimensional, when so much of your offense is based on that and you start to get stymied, I think it's going to help. I also think because you're going to try to run the ball with both teams, obviously it leads to bleeding clock, elongated drives and some inefficiencies in the red, dope, uh, red zone potentially popping up. We'll see. Have we got an official word yet on Laporta? I think that's something we're still waiting for. Questionable yesterday uh, was going to try to play today. If he doesn't, that's really going to help out, especially in some red zone possessions too. I just think that this lends itself to being an under. And I know the market's got their hands all over this one, but I'm willing to push back a little bit and bet this thing under. So that's one of the more confident plays for me. 10 points on that under 51 and a half. And again, waiting to see, and I'm going to bet this thing outright. Pittsburgh plus 10. I want to get your thoughts. So you bet this thing under 37, Pam. I think we correlate to one another here, right? I mean, right. if you're betting this thing under 37, um, I would assume that there's a higher chance that Pittsburgh can stay within 10 points here, considering you're catching 10 of 37 total points. And if you're right. expecting this to go under, the Steelers got a pretty good shot of staying inside of 10 points for me it's twofold it's playing the variance and it's just playing that strategy of this number's kind of low as we can see the weather is going to impact this and i do think that we have seen buffalo now consistently down the stretch at the very least struggle in these spots in which they were big favorites right they did it against the chargers they did it against the patriots even as a three-point favorite pam we know exactly what they needed to do against miami as they consistently shot themselves in the foot you add that inconsistent play with catching 10 in the total of 38. I'll take my chances, uh, only four points, but I'll take my chances catching 10 with the Steelers.
The reason why I'm hesitant to want to back the Steelers, I love the under most, of course, under 38, but the reason why I'm hesitant to back the Steelers is because they have had the luxury of playing Cincinnati and Seattle. Those are bottom five defenses. And now you're going up against a Bills defense that is top five, top 10 in yards per pass allowed, top five in touchdowns allowed. So you're looking all types of good right now. Yeah, you've had some run game success. Mason Rudolph, he's kind of sat back and just handing the ball over. I don't think we're going to be able to see that from. I would be considering actually the Steelers team total under and maybe that could also correlate correlate with your bet. I think both have an opportunity to hit. The team total stays under and the full game stays under. But that's my worry is that you've just played very bad defenses and now you're oh, not. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think Mason Rudolph is going to be particularly good. Um, I think this is more about playing the situation and, and the number with the total. By the way, for those maybe who haven't checked the weather uh, for the adjusted time on Monday, expected to be temperatures around 20 degrees or so, uh, depending on, you know, fluctuating throughout. But about a kickoff about, uh, let's see, 18 degrees and it gets a little bit warmer. I mean, a little bit from like 18 to 21. Uh, you see that snow flurries winds of about 15 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, uh, potentially as well. Precipitation in terms of percentage, the weather report that I'm looking at seems pretty low at about 15% right at about kickoff. So should be much better conditions in this readjusted start time than what we were expecting today. And then last but not least, as we talked about all these, but Philly and Tampa Bay, as we kind of hit on, um, Philly minus three. It's a one point play for me. Caesar and I share that sentiment because it's a one point play for him as well. Again, one of the least confident plays that I've got here, Pam. I just think that Philadelphia is good enough with some of these skill guys and defensive guys coming back and being healthier. Again, no AJ Brown, but enough here that against the Bucks team that I think is somewhat fraudulent and taking care of some bad defenses down the stretch against the banked up Baker Mayfield, that they're going to be able to cover this number. And it does seem weather wise. I mean, there's might be some rain. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that. Um, remember that Chicago San Francisco game at the beginning of last year. It's like a monsoon and Justin Fields is sliding around and the doesn't it does not look like it's going to be like that. So I'll take my chances laying three with the Eagles. I just feel like I've been saying every week this should be the game where they kind of rebound and they just haven't. So I don't really have a lot of faith in the Philadelphia offense right now. It is like severely just like depleted as throughout the course of the season. I think what they need to do in order to have any type of success is to go back to that run game, like stop using Jalen Hurts right now and go back to DeAndre Swift. And if they do, they can very much have success utilizing just him alone. Tell you what, I don't have that much confidence in him either. That's why I use one point. (laughs) <laughs> All right. When we come back, let's take a look at what we're going to see tomorrow in Buffalo. We get weather updates. We get just player updates on what we're expecting. Matt Perino, Bills reporter, joins us on the other side. Buffalo has been winning, but they've also kind of been scuffling at the same time. Can they put it all together in the winter wonderland that is Buffalo? We'll find out when we come back. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League playoffs, and it's bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VEGAS. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, code VEGAS. $5 gets you 200 in free bets. Check it out now. DraftKings, the crown is yours. 
Back here on Live Bet Sunday, Jonathan Von Tobel, Pamela Maldonado in here as well. Let's bring in Matt Perino, Bills reporters, nice enough to give us some time today, give us some insight on what is happening over there in Buffalo. So, Matt, uh, let's just start with the obvious storyline here. Um, we get the movement over to Monday. Uh, we were going through the weather report, but I am not a meteorologist, nor do I have live in Buffalo, ever step foot in Buffalo. So you tell me how much of an improvement is this going to be shifting the game to Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, it's going to be an improvement because the the level of the wind factor is going to drop considerably. I mean, we're talking about gusts today up to 65 miles per hour. Tomorrow, you're looking at anywhere up to like 40 at times, but mostly going to be at about 20 miles per hour. And to me, that is the big reason why they they moved it. The, the traveling conditions, like you, you, the video that you're showing here right now, it's just untenable to be able to expect people to get to and from the game. I mean, support staff, coaches, players, uh, fans, uh, you know, people are going to be tailgating out there. Uh, it, it's just an unsafe environment all across the board. And, you know, there, there was a chance that maybe it would have been good enough in the morning to be able to get this thing started, get people there. But then what happens if it's blizzard like conditions in the game and people can't get out of the stadium? There's so many things to consider. The, the expectation is that while it's still going to be Tough sledding, if you will, uh, on Monday. It's not going to be as bad travel-wise. Switching to the actual football game itself, the Josh Allen, the connection that he has had with Stefan Diggs, it has not been there all season long, but it finally showed up last week with seven connections. What happened to that chemistry that they had? You know, I think there was a couple things involved. Number one, drafting Dalton Kincaid in the first round and trying to figure out a way to make him uh, a regular mainstay in this offense. And as they found ways to add new players over the course of the season, you know, it was only natural that Diggs's production would fall off a bit, but it's been the usage of Diggs that I think has caused the biggest uh, eyebrow raises in Buffalo. And there were times down the stretch where he was playing 60% of the snaps in game. That, that's way down from what he's been over the course of his career. You mentioned them getting kind of things right last week. That's That was without potentially an 85-yard touchdown that they missed on. I mean, Diggs beat Jalen Ramsey off the line, was one-on-one -on -one down the field, and Josh Allen just overthrew him. And he said this week that is part of the game that's coming. They're hoping that they can get that started against the Steelers. But again, the weather, the wind, that's going to be a consideration in this game. Uh, but without T.J. Watt not being able to generate the kind of pressure that they regularly do, Alex Highsmith's a really good player, but losing Watt is significant. Uh, the Bills uh, might be able to get that deep part of the passing game going. So, Matt, I think that right that play that you mentioned between uh, the misconnection, right, between Allen and Diggs, kind of a microcosm of the season, right? Like despite everything and the mistakes and thing, leaving things on the field, here they are, the two seed in the AFC. Can we trust this team to get this together? Because every single statistical return would tell you this is one of the best teams in the National Football League. But every week that we watch, we watch a lot of missed opportunities. What's been going on here? And do you expect that this kind of stops at some point for Buffalo? I mean, it never really stops, right? Like it's a it's an up and down kind of deal till you get to the end. And, and you're hoping that you're playing your best football at this point of the season. Uh, they have a really advantageous path. You know, the way the Houston Texans are going, if you wanted to argue to me that they could go on the road against Baltimore and find a way to knock them off, I'd at least listen to the argument. You know, so there's a, a, a outside chance if they could beat the Steelers, they could beat the Chiefs at home, which is no small task. Uh, they could host an AFC title game. And, you know, that to me is what Sean McDermott has been working towards since he got here to set up a, a kind of run like that. Even if they have to go on the road against Baltimore, I mean, in the history between the two teams, Sean McDermott's defenses have done a really good job 
against the Ravens. But it's just it's finding a way to be playing your best football at this point of the season. The Bills believe they are doing that. They have multiple ways to beat you offensively. They have a run game a couple weeks ago against Dallas that had a, a career day for James Cook. I mean, he went out for 179 on the on the ground, 240 all-purpose yards. Uh, and obviously you have Josh Allen uh, in this passing game. Well, if the Bills want to play their best game, part of that is limiting some of the turnovers. And you just mentioned Josh Allen. Let's go ahead and look at him for a second. 78 interceptions since 2018. That's the most in the NFL. 59 fumbles since 2018. Also most in the NFL. And Josh Allen is one in three this season when turning the ball over at least twice. So a couple of questions. One, what's up with all the turnovers? And two, how can you actually limit that today against the Steelers? I mean, what's up with the turnovers is that's just the way that he plays the game. He is a high risk, high reward player. Uh, the modern day Brett Favre, if you will, like somebody that is going to take a lot of chances. He has the, he has the ability to make throws that 95% of the rest of the league just can't even think about making. And when you have that kind of arm arrogance, you tend to test it out a little bit. Um, interestingly enough, it's been the interceptions this year that have jumped up just a tad. He's really. Uh, put the, his fumbles, th- those are down quite a bit, which is, was always something in the run game uh, that was, you know, when his detractors got going, that was one of the first places they went. A lot of the interceptions have happened down the field. They're not all created equally. But to your point, when they make multiple mistakes in a game, they've just been more um, susceptible to losing games. So they have to figure out a way to take care of the football all while trying to attack defenses, especially this week without TJ Watt, with a secondary for the Steelers with Minka Fitzpatrick coming off the injury he's going to play, but what level is he going to be at? Josh Allen could take over a game, but he could also make things really hard on this team like he did last last week against the Dolphins. That was a game they probably should have won by three touchdowns. They outplayed Miami in every phase. Their defense was really, really good. They got to find a way to just not make mistakes, and it starts with Allen. Matt Perino with us again, uh, Buffalo or Bills reporter, talking about what's going to happen tomorrow between the Bills and the Steelers. All right, so with this change now in terms of time, you mentioned the less win, the lesser wins, right? So Josh Allen with that big arm, uh, I think, would be pretty confident being able to cut through that win now that it's not as strong. How does the game plan shift here for Buffalo now that we're in somewhat better conditions? Although I laugh because you go from like you know this ridiculous cold to like, hey, it's going to be twenty-one and kind of warm this time around. So what's the change in game <laughs> plan offensively for Buffalo now that we had a new time well i i think um they would definitely have been leaning more on the run game you know that leonard fournette who they signed uh, a little over a month ago uh had been on the couch he's kind of getting ramped up he's been elevated off the practice squad a couple times here down the stretch i'd imagine that no matter what the weather will be like he'll be elevated again this week and we'll see you know maybe a, a complimentary role to james cook i mean this is a kind of physical in between the tackles kind of game where you lean on a guy like fournette who has all those carries in playoff games. Uh, he's a, more of a physical back, probably a little bit more trustworthy in pass protection as well. They really like Ty Johnson, who came over from the Jets after they cut him last season. He's been really good. He's fit really into their number two running back role. So I think no matter what the weather is, how bad the wind is, they are going to try to run the ball against the Steelers team. But it does come down to Josh Allen. And that I mentioned the arm arrogance. There's throws that he can make in the wind that I've seen him make in the wind over the years. You know, even going back to that crazy Patriots game a couple of years ago when Mac Jones only threw it three times and they found a way to win. And Josh Allen made a couple of throws in that game in the win that were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect them to still try to pass, try to put pressure on the Steelers secondary, which they absolutely tore with Fitzpa- uh, Fitzpatrick in the lineup last year.
I like they're talking about the run game because what I like to do this late into the season is look at some of the player props. And there is one option that has my interest because I'm in the same sentiment. This could be run heavy. Which combo of rushers has the most yards? Najee Harris with Jalen Warren or Josh Allen with James Cook? What do you think? That is a great question. Um, I'm going to go Allen and Cook only because of how much they've leaned on Allen as a runner down the stretch. And Ken Dorsey took his foot off the gas when it came to Josh Allen, the runner, through the first two months of the season. Since Joe Brady's taken over, they've leaned back into that approach. So I think you're looking at probably 10 plus carries in this game for Josh Allen. They're not all going to be designed. A lot of them come off script. And I think James Cook is going to get the ball in his hands. And I think if they can get on the outside, the one thing with Cook that I'd watch for, Gabe Davis is going to play in this game. He's their best uh, outside boundary blocker uh, in the run game. So that's something to watch as well. And listen, the Bills have been known to give up big run plays, but I think with the healthiness of their interior defensive line, they're going to have a couple of answers for for Warren and, and Harris. All right, Matt. Well, 10-point favorites, totals 37 and a half, 38. What do you expect tomorrow in our last minute together? Yeah, I, I think that um, this is a, a, a place that's going to be absolutely rocking. I think on the road for Mason Rudolph in this spot, I've been really impressed with how he's played over the last three games since he took over. A couple of really next-level throws. He's going to need a couple of those tomorrow to be able to keep up uh, with this Bills offense, which I think you know might actually in the passing game figure out a way to uh, accentuate all of the players in their offense, mainly Stefan Diggs. Khalil Shakir is an under-the-radar guy. If you can get a low number on one of his props, I really like that. And then Dalton Kincaid, who they've continued to lean on over the last couple of weeks. So I think the Bills win. I got them winning uh, 27 to 13. All right, like it, Matt Perino again. Bills beat reporter, Syracuse.com. Shout the Buffalo football podcast as well. Worth a listen. Matt, thank you very much for the time. Sure, appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks for having me. Take All care. Right. Coming up in 20 minutes, we head over to Green Bay. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know where Peter is, but Peter Bukowski is going to be with us. Host of Lock on Packers pod. When we come back, we've got plenty left to get to. Don't go anywhere, folks. Come on. We're just getting started here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to the VSEN.com picks page. Good day in the NBA yesterday, as we discussed, right? Uh, the Jazz catching one and a half and it closes as three point favorites, win that game outright. And the Washington Wizards get a big win today. LA Clippers on the road against Minnesota Timberwolves. Pamela two with LA. One of the many picks you can get up there as part of being a VSEN Pro subscriber. You also got that pick in the column that I write every single day up on VSEN.com, all part of a VSEN Pro subscription. If you want to check it out today, I'll give you 10% off all you got to do is sign up with the promo code live that is l-i-v-e vston.com slash subscribe use the code live 10 percent off an annual subscription how about that i have decided made it so all for you all right we do have we're going to get to news in the nfl when it comes to the draft as we had a change in the quarterback class yesterday we lost a quarterback also added a quarterback in the last 24 hours cam ward Decided to forego the NFL draft. Actually went back to school. He's going to play at Miami. J.J. McCarthy is declared for the NFL draft. So we'll talk about that and how the deep state will tell you J.J. McCarthy is a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. I'm here to red pill you and tell you that is not the case. But we'll talk about that maybe a little bit more if we have time. We have... NFL action to discuss, though, for tomorrow. We talked a lot about Steelers and Bills. We also, of course, have Eagles and Buccaneers. Updated number right now, toggling back and forth, to use the term, three, um, two and a half, minus 120. And again, it, it does benefit you if you're out here in Las Vegas. Always shop around, understand how some of these shops do it. Uh, the South Point, for example, are all stomping grounds. They don't alter the juice, so it was minus three, or excuse me, minus two and a half yesterday, minus three today. Always keep an eye on the screen of where you're at. But right now, threes across the board, alter juice all over the place. And if you do find a minus 110, it is a minus three. So, Pam, as it stands right now, in terms of injuries and whatnot, Baker Mayfield, it looks like, is a small question as to whether or not he is going to play. Uh, now, that's the official term reading between the lines. It seems that he is probably going to give this thing a go. I mean, he didn't practice on Thursday, but this is the key for you here. Limited in practice on Friday and on Saturday. Generally, when you get those LPs there on the status report, that means that guys are going to give it a go when they play. So while he is questionable, I would say it's like questionable shaded to the probable end. But it does mean that, look, even if you play with the injuries that you're dealing with here, not at 100 percent, you probably shoot some stuff up and get ready to go. But it's ankles and ribs here for Baker Mayfield. Do you trust that he is going to be able to maintain a level of play given the injuries that he is dealing with? Don't trust Mayfield in this, which is why I like the under on 43. I think this is going to be a very run heavy approach from both offenses. What we've seen from the Bucks offense is midseason. They said, hey, you know what? Maybe we should try to find a little bit more balance in our offense. Turns out it works out <laughs> ever since they added in the running back in Rashad White. He has been a huge difference to this offense, creating some of that balance, taking the pressure off of Mayfield. Now, from that, they've had their best rushing output. They had a four game win streak there. He had 125 plus yards in all three of those games, averaging four yards per carry. Previously, without him, they're averaging three. That is a huge difference. Now, because of that consistency in the run game, we have seen Baker Mayfield have a little bit more success with the passing offense. I don't expect that to be the case if he's not 100%. So they could really heavily rely on White for this. And on the other side, Eagles, what we have seen is such inconsistency from Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. He has been just terrible. It's just been a decline from his passing game, inconsistent. He has thrown less than 60% to close out the season, dealing with injuries. We just haven't really seen enough from him. This needs to be a run-heavy approach. Utilize running back DeAndre Swift. And if you do, I think just because it's run versus run, I like the under on 43. 
Yeah, I have no real strong feeling about uh, what we're going to see from a total standpoint. I think, I guess the concern, again, is when you look at Philadelphia and the way that they have played this season, when you're talking about the third worst team by EPA standards defensively, uh, is your floor as an offense raised, right, because you're facing such a poor defense? Uh, the linebacker position has been an absolute mess. I mean, the whole the whole unit. And it's one of the underrated aspects about Philly coming into this year is they had a lot of turnover in the offseason. We're talking right. about five guys that were starters, role players for this team that are gone. Different places, right? And then you're, of course, lose your defense coordinator to Arizona. You're grasping at straws there. You're replacing that um, Matt Patricia at some point. So we know how bad it has been for this Eagles uh, defense. And from a weather standpoint as well, when you look at it, because this has been part of the conversation for this matchup, it looks like there's a chance of rain, but really low wind. And again, I would say that. I very much emphasize, as talked about in these other matchups, like the wind is what matters. Precipitation, unless it's like a monsoon, is really not going to make for a game that is affected by what you're going to see from a scoring standpoint. So I had to pick from a total standpoint. I guess I would lean a little bit over. If Mayfield's not on, we're talking about a guy who potentially can put the ball in danger. We've seen the fickle nature of Baker Mayfield throughout this entire year. He has been awesome for stretches. He has been subpar (laughs) for stretches. And you don't know exactly what you're going to get. I mean, Pam, his last four games are perfect example goes on the road against Green Bay against the bad defense those four touchdowns no interceptions doesn't give it a single turnover worthy play complete 78.6% of his passes he had a 90.4 PFF grade in that game it was absolutely brilliant he followed that up with a slightly lesser game followed that up with a slightly lesser game and then had his worst game of the season in the last game of the regular season so you have these ebbs and flows with Mayfield's game where you could theoretically come in here, have one of those really good games against a bad defense and get this thing to go over. But I think the flip side of this, when you look at it is, I think Philly with the fact that they're getting a little bit healthier on both sides. Yes. AJ Brown's not going to be there, but across the board, you're getting bodies back. I think this is going to be enough against a Buccaneers team that I think won a very bad division and does not grade out very well in multiple different metrics. And I think that I'll take the chance to buy low here on Philly, you know, lay three or two and a half. We're a contest. We laid three, right? We'll see if we get to that two and a half mark again. But I think the Eagles are the side. This is one of the ones that I feel the less confident about. But if we're talking about selecting this from a side standpoint, I think Philly is the play. You mentioned you like the under. From a side standpoint, would that then lead you to taking three with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, it's very difficult for me. I kind of don't have any confidence in picking the side. I would probably lean to the Eagles simply because of the competition that they have faced to close out the season. It really was murderer's row. It was a very difficult schedule. This is why we have seen Jalen Hurts um, with multiple injuries. But my worry is that even prior to that, they were teetering all season long. They had they won five games where they were trailing at the half. That's just not something that's sustainable in the long run. By default, I would have to lean to the to the Eagles simply just because they are still the better team. The bet that I like the most and that I can't put as a confidence rating because it's not an option is actually a player prop. Philadelphia's defense is um, pretty depleted. And so because of that, they're having to move their slot cornerback, Avante Maddox. He's moving to safety for the game. Now that really opens up the passing opportunities for a tight end with Cade Otten. Over 24 and a half receiving yards is what I like most um, from the Buck side. But he's been... He's uh, been used most. He has the most routes from the slot than even that of Chris Godwin in the last five games. That hasn't really translated into receptions and yards, but this could be the opportunity simply because of that quarterback move. Yep. Um, the uh, the move that Pam's referring to as well, Reed Blankenship, groin injury, uh, mispractice early this week. So they're preparing if uh, Vontae Maddox is going to have to make that change over to safety. So we'll see if that's going to be real. And it's a really good move to look at from a player prop standpoint, some of those small changes and what you're going to see on an already bad defense, right? So right. we're looking at that perspective it might be pretty good 
good uh, to kind of ride that. I'd be very interested from the what we're looking at here, Jalen Hurts' role. If we're talking about player props, again, you mentioned the injury to the throwing hand. Uh, one of the better player props that has been out there throughout the entire season has been these Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, first right. touchdowns, right? You get within five yards, you run the tush push, and you can get in there. I still think he's the threat is going to be there as a runner uh, for Jalen Hurts. And I, it's it's hard to pass up, given the market has caught up with this. But, Pam, I mean, you see it there, 15 rushing touchdowns. Correct. I would love to see the average yardage on those rushing <laughs> touchdowns because they're pretty short. But right. even if it's not within five yards, when you get in the red zone, Hurts and carrying that ball in by whatever means, whether it's a tush push or just a designed run from five yards out, it seems pretty hard to ignore that. No, 100%. But that's why I, I had Jalen Hurts in uh, the prop parlay that I put together for week 18. Yeah. But they couldn't even make it to the midfield. <laughs> so that's my big worry is that was supposed to be more of like a lock last week against the Giants who allowed the second most rushing scores. Yet they couldn't even make, find their way into the red zone. Let me ask you something. That game itself. Do you, How much do you take out of it just considering that mentally, I would assume... It's very hard to go into a game going, all right, not only do we have to win, but the Cowboys have to lose, right? right? To get mentally up for that game. And then knowing too, the game plan is guys, if we're down, we're pulling you. Right. Like we're, we're, you know what I'm and saying? Which like, he was, he was pulled in the second half. Exactly. So I wonder how much do you take from that? Considering the mental aspect of just kind of knowing like, ah, you know what, if we're down, we're not going to play this game. You know right. what I'm saying? I think it's just like for week after week, that's kind of part of the problem, which is why I don't want to look at the side for this matchup because I keep saying to myself, this is the time where we're going to see Jalen Hurts back into the red zone. This is the time where the the offense is going to kind of bounce back and find a surge again. I haven't seen that spark. There's nothing from the Eagles offense that gives me confidence in wanting to put money on them. All right. Well, we'll get a chance to see this and whether or not this is going to work out for Philadelphia. I think one of the more fascinating stories, because I actually think Philly, uh, somewhat similar to the team that actually lost to in the Super Bowl this last year, wouldn't be entirely surprising. This offense finds its stride and eventually can go on a run, especially if they can get past Tampa Bay this weekend, maybe get A.J. Brown back next week. Should they survive and move on in this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? All right. Second hour on the way. Let's talk about another upstart team, the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, since week 12, has literally been, by some measures, the best best quarterback in the National Football League. Does that carry over this weekend where they take on the Green Bay, excuse me, the, the Dallas Cowboys as seven-point underdogs? Peter Bukowski, host of the Locked On Packers, will join us. I'll answer those questions and more as we continue to get ready for Wild Card Weekend continued on Live Bet Sunday. Don't go anywhere. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.